Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to a special edition of Going Greyhounds here on Sky Sports Radio. My name is Kat Ernst and joining me is Jared Daffy as we count down our top 10 moments of 2023. And Daff, what a year it has been for our wonderful sport of greyhound racing. Certainly has been, Kat. Good morning to you. Good morning to the listeners. Yeah, it certainly was. And just reflecting upon uh, 2023 over the past two or three days uh, with, with this show in mind, gee, there's been some wonderful winners. Some wonderful training performances. Uh, we saw some champs carry on. We saw some champs retire. So we had a little bit of everything in 2023. Absolutely, we did. And we're going to start with uh, moment number 10 of the year. And I guess it's not one singular moment because it is the uh, the boom of the Dennis Barnes trains greyhounds and what a year he has had on the racetrack. Uh, all capped off with Nangar Lucy who won the Peter Mossman Classic. Racing now, beginning brilliantly Nangar Lucy, box three and she'll lead clearly down to the post from El Cesar and railing through now is Ballaruna. Miss McGraw got on to heels. Next zipping Foxy there follow well back Sublime Ethics zipping Rousey and last on you keeping down the back and it's Nangar Lucy out by four lengths on Ballaruna to a clear second they're followed then by El Cesar at the home corner. Nangar Lucy, she's doing it brilliantly. She's just blasted them away in the Peter Mosman Opal with sheer speed. Nangar Lucy beats Ballaruna and Zipping Foxy, Zipping Rousey fourth. They're well, she got the start that uh, right that night, Nangar Lucy. She had a really good year. She won the, uh, the black top as well, um, beating Umberto. But uh, Dennis Barnes, gee, hard man to hold out. He's been a wonderful trainer for... Well, for so long, and he had a terrific year, and Nangar Lucy was one of the forerunners for his uh, kennel. Absolutely, she was, and Dennis has been a great um, supporter of Sky as well. He's been on the program plenty of times, a lovely bloke who does plenty for the industry. Obviously, he breeds his own, he rares. Uh, he's been a breaker, a well-established breaker in um, New South Wales for quite some time, so he's done a lot for the industry, and um, that line that he's developed over the last 20, 30, 40 years. It's one of the most potent lines in Australia to this day. It is, and they're so versatile too. I mean, obviously, in particular in Nangar Lucy's um, case, she's you know a, a, nearly a faultless beginner, but uh, there's some strength there as well. He certainly knows what he's doing. Nangar Lucy, as you mentioned, she won the, the Peter Mossman Classic at Wentworth Park, and she also won the Black Top. Um, it's been quite a progression for her. It's obviously hard when you're in the age-restricted, sex-restricted races to then come out in an open-type race and do it against the, the older dogs, um, the more experienced dogs. And she did exactly that in the blacktop. And that was one of the most impressive performances of the year, I would have thought. Um, the Gardens is really a leader's track, and she had to do plenty of work come from behind on that occasion uh, to run down a dog like Umberto, who then went on to win a Group 1 at Dapto. You're quite right about that, and I think that's the beauty of, of that particular breed and also uh, Dennis's training methods as well because um, when she started racing, it looked like you know, she was a brilliant beginner. Would she get 500 or not? Well, not only did she get 500, that night she won the Peter Mossman. You know, she, she brained a really good field that night in sub-2960, but... You, you're correct in your in what you said about the blacktop. That was an enormous performance to run down Umberto in 29.71. And we said it wasn't just Nangar Lucy for Dennis Barnes. Um, I really wanted to highlight his overall uh, performance as a trainer and breeder this year because we also saw uh, a really good, strong contingent from his kennel. Uh, Nangar Rocket has been absolutely brilliant throughout 2023 and was narrowly run down in the 7.15 at the Gardens back in May as well, Daff. 
Yeah, that's right. And, uh, well, again, a versatile chaser. Um, still capable of winning over any distance. But, yeah, that was uh, that was an unlucky second, that one. But, you know, Nangar Rocket, I suppose, is getting to the tail end of his career now, but he's still more than capable of mixing it with the best. And Dennis Barnes also bred the winner, uh, trained by Chris and Sandra Spratty, his daughter and son-in-law of the Big Maiden Classic up there at Grafton as well. And uh, another one, if I can be a little bit self-indulgent, that Dennis spread and also sold on uh, Nangar Jim. We saw him light up the tracks in the later part of the year, and he was absolutely brilliant in winning the Maitland Cup. Yeah, he was. He's a really good dog, Nangar Jim, and I know you've got a, a strong connection uh, with with the dog. He was very, very unlucky uh, when he ran second uh, in the Golden Cup, and we saw him at his best, although he didn't begin that well in the Maitland Cup, but you know he set the track alight in the heats the previous week, breaking those first sectional records. But he's a youngster on the up and up, and I think we're going to be reading about Nangar Jim for the next 6, 12 months or so. Absolutely, we are, Daff, and uh, that wraps up our number 10 moment. Counting down to number 9, and we're going to listen to Zipping Vanessa winning the Sydney Cup. Racing now, Ritzer Piper bounce well, box 3. Zohar Bale out fast and coming across my Catalina deep out, and there was a bit of trouble at the first corner. Ritzer Piper will lead from my Catalina, and wider Zipping Vanessa's making ground quickly. Locked on Scotch, fourth the rails. There followed Zohar Bale, Val Potticella. Well back in the field, Zipping Kansas out the back as Corborn Magic to the back straight now, and Ritzer Piper join and headed by Zipping Vanessa and the favourites dash to the lead. My Catalina went amiss. Getting up on the inside, Val Potticella and Zohar Bale. Zipping Vanessa broke away off the back. Opened up by five on Ritzer Piper. There followed Val Potticella and Zohar Bale. But it's all Zipping Vanessa, the favourite. Brilliant in the Sydney Cup. Zipping Vanessa easily over Ritzer Piper. Val Potticella and a luckless Zohar Bale. There followed by Zipping That was Zipping Vanessa winning the Sydney Cup on Million Dollar Chase Night. And Daff, it was great to see her finally get... Uh, a big feature race beside her name. Certainly was, Kat. That was an awesome performance. You have a look back through that field. Ritzer Piper, Val Policella, Zoho Bale, Zipping Kansas, uh, Corborn Magic. They were some of the uh, beaten division. It was a terrific effort. Uh, basically put the race beyond um, the, the hopes of anybody else. 41.81 and one by will tick over four lengths. And as it would turn out, she was also the last feature race win for John Finn, who sadly passed away not too long after. Uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, unfortunately, we knew that John had been sick for so long, um, but you're quite right. It was a terrific feather in his and, and Minnie's cap at the end of uh, well, John's career before he passed away. Trained so many good dogs, so many feature winners down through the decades. And, yeah, a fitting touch there that Zipping Vanessa uh, won that uh, Group 1 Sydney Cup. And it just highlights as well the the strong connection and partnership that Team Hallinan have built up with the Finns over the last few years. Zipping Vanessa, just another one in a long list. That's right. Actually, that was a group too. You're quite right. And, you know, that Hallinan breed has been synonymous with feature wins all over Australia, but in particular uh, since they formed that partnership with the Finns some four or five years ago, uh, gee, they've got some winners, haven't they? So that's a terrific greyhounds in that period. And she's been lightly raced since Zipping Vanessa, but uh, you would think that once she gets back on track in 2024, she's set for a massive year. You would think so. I mean, she's not that old. She was a May 21 whelping, so what's that? Just a tick over two and a half years old. She hasn't been overly raced, but uh, another versatile greyhound who we saw at her very best end. And you'd think with a little bit more age and maturity on her that she's going to be pretty hard to hold out in some of those staying features coming up. 
Absolutely. She's one of the best stayers here in New South Wales and not only that, but across Australia as well. And moving to another stayer that's really jumped out of the woodwork in the last few months is Ritza Piper. We're going to listen to her winning the Top Gun Stayers at the Meadows as our number eight moment. Racing very slow out. Palawar King missed it by five. Quarter began well. Speed from Ritza Piper. They get clear early. Out there was zipping Vanessa. Valpolicella railing through. Now getting it going was Palawar King to midfield. Pass like wildfire. Next in the field zipping Vanessa. Zohar Bale and Moraine Susie's at the rear. Now they start to pack up. It's quarter out in front. After it in second was Ritza Piper. Third was Val Policella. Palawar King close enough. So's like wildfire and he's looping the field. They pack right up. Closing in was Zohar Bale to the turn. Ritza Piper took the lead. Palawar King tries to follow it through but Ritza raced away. Ritza Piper's going to win the top gun. Ritza Piper beat Moraine Susie. Photo third. Zohar Bale dived at Palawar King and made it close. That was Ritza Piper winning the top gun stage is down at the Meadows in November and Daph, what a last couple of months this girl has had and for her owner trainer Joe Sherry uh, must just be what dreams are made of to have a girl like her. You're right about that and again she sort of came from nowhere but her form has been terrific particularly over the past four or five months. Would you say she's unfashionably bred to be a stayer being by Rizzolani? Maybe, maybe not but uh, again you know she's another one that's uh, probably matured um, in the latter part of her career into a really, really good stayer. That performance uh, to win at the Meadows, uh, 42-66, she beat a hot field that night. And, of course, she won the uh, the distance plate, the summer distance plate, uh, in January earlier in the year at Wentworth Park, 41-97. And once again, left a pretty good field uh, behind her. Uh, Corball Magic was in that one, Stagger Out Lee, uh, Zipping Neutron, who, who of course has raced with a uh, terrific amount of success in South Australia in the latter part of 2023. So, yeah, she she deserved those feature wins, Ritza Piper, because she's been racing against the best for so long. It's probably easy to say in hindsight now um, that she's in such great form, but you go back through her record and, gee, she's been consistent from day one, really. I think I counted five or six times she's finished further back than fourth in 44 career starts, which is just absolutely phenomenal for any dog, but particularly considering that this girl's been racing the best week in, week out. It's a good point you make. And the other thing with her too, with that maturity came some strength as well. Like earlier on, um, she was setting you know, a frantic pace out in front and that left her a sitting duck for a few of the others. But even when she won that top gun, you know, it was a shuffling race, that one. But she was in the right spot at the right time, um, didn't shirk the issue at all. So she got strength in, in the latter part of the year. And she followed that up with a brilliant win in the Newcastle Cup back at the Gardens. And she also mm. ran second in the Bowl Trees down at Sandown Park on Melbourne Cup night. So... Um, I'd arguably say that she is, uh, you know, alongside Palawar King, uh, the best stayer in Australia at the moment. Well, best stayer in New South Wales. I think there's a couple in Victoria that might uh, might have a few, or even in Queensland might have a few says about that. But you're quite right as far as uh, feature races are concerned. You can't take anything away from those two, Ritza Piper and Palawar King. And as we just mentioned, Joe Sherry owns and trains, and it was his first Group 1, and uh, just one of the fairy tales that we've seen this year, Daft, these small-time trainers that you don't always see in the limelight, uh, getting their taste of glory on the biggest stage of all. Yeah, I think that's been a standout uh, for, for me and also a lot of people in 2023. You know, the big kennels, they get 
they get first dibs at uh, at the good dogs, they can say, yes, I'll take that one, or no, I won't. So you would expect them, the big kennels, no matter where they are, New South Wales or other parts of Australia, to feature prominently in these uh, in these big races. But you're right, it's it's really really good, and it's it's a, it gives everybody a chance if you can see the smaller kennels get the right greyhound and prepare the right greyhound for those feature wins. Absolutely right, Daff. And now we're switching our attention from the stayers to the straight track and we're going to listen to Shall Not winning the straight of origin up at Capalaba. Off in the straight of origin. Fast away, Shall Not on the inside. Showing speed, loose your cool. Panama Canal down the outside. Oh, there's plenty of trouble back in the field. Going to the inside, Valhalla. Up goes Shall Not. Takes the lead away from Panama Canal. Wider out, loose your cool. Canamble Kid. But Shall Not, it's the straight track superstar. Shall Not, two lengths over second. Panama Canal, lose your cool. The youngster ran a great race. Then Valhalla. Panam what a Jasper revelation Canable. this fella has been since training Darren Sultana's kennel. You're right, Kat. Uh, he's one of those dogs where those Saturday morning meetings at, at Richmond, you know, you you think you get, I always skim through the fields to see what's in. It was sort of a highlight uh, each week when Shall Not was in those free-for-alls at Richmond. It ended up being you knew what you were going to get. It wouldn't matter what box he was in. Um, he was going to win. He built up. A, he's built up an amazing record, which is still going. But I think the, the beauty for me um, for the year with this dog, firstly, the versatility of greyhounds when you know they, they can contest up the straight. But he came north for the straight of origin. There was a lot of talk around about that race. He had trolled pretty quick there, but uh, it's a tough place to win at Capella Bar, particularly with that lure starting in front of the boxes. Didn't matter. He was just too. Well, he was just too fast. Absolutely, he was, and he was beautifully drawn on that occasion. He had box one, but mm. um, to take on the best dogs from Queensland on their home deck, I think that's often lost, um, just how hard it is to travel away and uh, to give away that advantage of a, a track that you don't race on every week. Yeah, that's right, and and as I said, you can't underestimate the difference between the two tracks. Obviously, uh, at that time of the year, the lure was up the inside of Richmond, and you see them cutting across, and... Uh, it must be hard to train a greyhound um, to see the lure in front of the box. It, it's a unique form of racing at Capella Bar with that lure starting in front of the boxes and then obviously they drag it away down the centre of the track. But you know, he adapted so well, Shall Not, and just goes to show what a terrific greyhound he is. And, of course, it, it continues a wonderful association for Darren Sultana and also Terry Hill, who owns him. They, of course, uh teamed up a couple of years ago with Captain America, uh, Captain America um, another straight track superstar who was absolutely lethal. And um, how funny that they've now got another fella that's almost equal to him. You're right. And just on Terry Hill, you know, being a Queenslander, got to say congratulations to all concerned, putting Terry up as the New South Wales ambassador for that state, straight of origin series and also the State of Origin series at Wentworth, uh, sorry, at Albion Park on that Thursday night, Origin Week, you know, he brought so many extra people through the uh, through the gates. He really was a terrific ambassador and wasn't lost on anybody at all that he's got this terrific greyhound was, who was able to win that race at Capalaba. Yeah, Tez is one of the absolute characters and we're very lucky to have him not only an ambassador for greyhound racing but genuinely with a, a, a nice interest in the sport and um, yeah, he's, he's always too willing to come on the show and, and help promote it so that's absolutely what you love to see. We're going to take a, a quick break here on Sky Sports Radio and we'll be back with some more big moments for 2023. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds.
Welcome back to a special edition of Going Greyhounds where Jared Daffy and I are counting down our top 10 Greyhound moments for 2023. And coming in at number six was Zipping Orlando's win in the Association Cup. Let's have a listen. And they're racing now. Corborn Magic away reasonably. Out fast looking for the lead is Zipping Orlando and he'll burn across. Zipping Orlando leads from Bandit Jane to second. Third coming around them is quarter and fourth the rails. Ritza Piper. They're followed by Silver Luck. Corborn Magic he's back third last with it all to do from Zipping Whiskey and last is Riptide Rustley through the pen and Zipping Orlando has opened up six lengths now on Bandit Jane in third as quarter there followed Ritzer Piper Corborn Magic's got a stack to do off the back straight at Zipping Orlando he's still a big leader around the bend he's six in front of Bandit Jane then came down the outside Corborn Magic but Zipping Orlando a brilliant win in the Association Cup all the way he beats Bandit Jane and Ritzer Piper Photo fourth quarter, zipping whiskey, getting home. That was zipping Orlando, and what a brilliant win it was in the Association Cup. It wasn't his first major feature race success, Staff, but it was his first Group One, and uh, geez, what an impact he had! Yeah, he deserved that. And uh, I spoke earlier about versatile dogs, and it's probably none more so than, than zipping Orlando. And uh, when he when he gets it all his own way, gee, he can run some time. That night he won the Association Cup. He ran forty one fifty three there. Uh, at Wentworth Park. I don't know whether they've gone much quicker than that this year. That powerful Helen and uh, John Finn combination, as we know. And again, he left some pretty good uh, greyhounds in his wake, including Ritzer Piper. Uh, Corder, which had won the Sandown, Sandown Cup, Corborn Magic, a multiple winner throughout the year. So it was a really good field. And I'm so glad he won that race because he was beaten beaten on several occasions in sprints just by having no luck at all. We all th- uh, thought he'd get the trip, but we just weren't quite sure. But 41.53, uh, that, uh, that, spelled, uh, that spelled out how good he was that night when he won the Association Cup. There were a lot of knockers on the dog, um, and we saw that because he, he got sent around at $11, which in hindsight was an astonishing price. Yeah, it was, uh, and he was, you know, backed and beaten on several occasions. He he just never had any luck. You know, we saw him in those sprint races. He he was always in trouble there. Uh, over the 600, um, he even found trouble over 600. And, of course, in some of his distance races, he was able to get clear early but uh, just didn't quite get it. And we quite often see that cat with these dogs that run on hard at the end of, say, 500, 550 metres, and sometimes they just don't get the trip. Uh, you'd think their racing pattern would see them get to 700, but they don't. But he he had it in him zipping Orlando, as we saw that night with that time. Absolutely, he did. And he went on an absolute tear after that race. He then went to the gardens and won the 7.15 in thrilling style and then uh, had a little bit of a freshen up and went up to Queensland up in the Sunshine State for the winter carnival and took out the Group 3 uh, carnival chase over the 600. So, again, highlighting how versatile he was. But not only that, Daff... Um, just what a good, genuine dog he was, and he was just in rarefied air at that time. Yeah, he was. You know, in the middle part of the year, he was he was the dog to beat no matter what distance he went over. Absolutely. And from one stayer to another, and another great New South Wales chaser was Palawa King, and he is our fifth best moment when he won the National Distance Championship. And they're racing, and Zohar Bale was last to le- one of the last to leave the boxes. Out quickly was Ballistic Ant, is going to fire over and lead from Fast Minardi, and they've got four links on Zipping Vanessa early. Zipping Neutrons there. On the rail was Palawa King, then came Days of Thunder, followed back then to Apoa Louise, and last of all was Zohar Bale. 
Kyle with it all to do. They run to the back. The leader was Ballistic Ad. Up behind them, Palawar King clipped heels. Fast Minardi moving into it. Now into the clear. Days of Thunder running on. Zohar Bale zooms up large. But Fast Minardi's got a break on the swing. After it was Palawar King. The leader was Fast Minardi. Palawar King over the top. Palawar King wins the final. Second pass, Minardi. Third, Days of Thunder, I fancy, from Zohar Bale. got too far back. Next that was Palawar King winning the National Distance Championship final down at the Meadows back in August, Staff, and it was hard to pick a highlight for him. He is at number five, but uh, what a year he's had, and so was his trainer, Jack Smith. I'm biased. I love Palawar King. Uh, he, he won that race down there and, and thoroughly deserved uh, 42-7. The time was a little bit steady, but just the way he races, uh, it, it's strange. You know, he, he seems to not come out of the distance boxes even worse than what he does when he's in sprints, but we know what he can run, and probably 700 just pulls him up in the same vein as what we were talking about zipping Orlando before, those dogs that steam home over the sprint. Sometimes they don't quite get it, but, oh, gee, he's got a decent motor, Palawar King, and that night he ran 42.70, and again, he beat a hot field. Um, Fast Bernardi, the Tasmanian. Days of Thunder from Queensland. Zohar Bale, uh, Zipping Neutron, Neutron was in that. Zipping Vanessa. Um, so glad he got that win. And he's had a terrific year, as has his trainer, Jack Smith. Three group ones for Palawa King during the year. That was one of them. He also won the Queensland Cup, the Tab Queensland Cup, at, up at Albion Park during the Winter Carnival. And then when there were plenty of knockers on him, he bounced back. Um, after a few below-par runs, I think you'd say daft to take out the bold trees on Melbourne Cup night and uh, just proved once and for all he has been the best stayer in Australia uh, in 2023. But not only that, it it's just proves how masterful Jack Smith's plan has been because he hasn't mm. always been kept at the 700 and that's been uh, very purposeful for Jack and um, he just has this knack of getting him to peak on the right night though. You forget about this dog. Well, there's a few things about him. Firstly, he's by Feral Frankie, who was really unknown as a, a staying side, but he's thrown dogs that can run all distances. The second thing is his age. When he was winning those features uh, in the middle part to the latter part of the year, he was still a young dog. Like, he's only a, a January 21 whelping, so well, he's, he's approaching three years of age now. But the other thing, too, of course, is uh, Jack Smith, as we know, lives in Forbes. It's not easy training a dog in Forbes. There's no... There's no close tracks. Uh, you want to trial something, you know, it's a couple of hours trip. Nothing for Jack or Marie to get in the car and drive to Queensland or, or to Melbourne or to Wentworth Park to, to race these greyhounds. It just proves not only how versatile the dog is, but how versatile the trainers are. Absolutely. And you mentioned Forbes, and that is one of my absolute favourite parts of the Palawar King story too, is his ownership. He's owned by Errol Hughes, yeah. who is a local to Forbes. He's a real bushy. Now, Errol had this dog... Um, out of a bitch called Maximum Doss. Now, um, she only won five races from 51 starts. We'll go more into the story, um, but just on that as well, um, you'd find very few people that would be willing to breed with a bitch like that. That's right, and I suppose at the time, uh, you know, they went to what was basically an unproven sire in Feral Franca. We know how good he is, or how good he was on the track, but... Uh, it's always dicey going to a sire um, who hasn't really got any proven uh, a, a proven crop on the ground. But, you know, it's a different story now. There's Feral Frankie's winning everywhere. But the whole story is just a great story um, surrounding Pal- Palawai King, and it's not finished yet. And you mentioned that Feral Frankie breeding, and that is probably 
my favourite part of it, um, is the fact that Feral Frankie wasn't even on the agenda for Maximum Doss when they went to breed with her. I don't know if you remember this, Daph, but we had Errol on and he, and he told us the story of the fact that he didn't have the straw in the right name um, when he when That's they right. actually went to breed with the with the girl and um, they called up and, and said to Jack, what are we going to do? And Jack said, well, I'll give you a Feral Frankie straw and um, well, it was essentially breed with Feral Frankie or breed with nothing. So yeah. um, Errol was friends with Jack and that's how they got the straw for Feral Frankie and it was made spur of the moment decision and he ended up with the best stayer in Australia. It's just um, it's well, one the of those pinchy moments. The Greyhound gods were certainly smiling upon all concerned there. Absolutely, they were. Now moving on to top moment number five for 2023, and it is another zipping dog, zipping Remus, winning the Vic Peters Classic. They're racing. He was slow out, zipping Remus. Out quickly, wide out is Tarawai Tiger. Zipping Remus punched up along the rail, and the favourite went from last to first in the twinkling of an eye. And zipping Remus to the back opened up three lengths. Tarawai Tiger, Calypso Rogue around the outside, then Nangar Larry. Well back, El Zenity from B in touch. A gap has ability in my bed. But at the home corner, it's all zipping Remus. He's eight lengths in front. Let's crown the new star of New South Wales Greyhound Racing. Zipping Remus blasts them away in the Vic Peters. Beats Terawai Tiger and El Zenity. Fourth in B in touch. They're that was zipping Remus winning the Group 1 Vic Peters Classic back in July. And Duff, what a performance this was. 29.33 at Wentworth Park for a young dog on the way through. It was, and that night, uh, I think we all sat back and watched it and thought, wow, what have we got here? Unfortunately, uh, he's had a couple of falls and some injuries. We haven't. He's been on the sidelines for some time now, but 29.33, one of the fastest times we've, uh, we've seen at Wentworth Park of all time, but in particular this year. And again, in his wake, it was a pretty handy field. Al's entity was in that field, Nangar Larry, uh, My Bandit, etc. But put the race beyond... Uh, uh, beyond approach for anything else soon after the start. And obviously another feral Frankie had a zipping tailor. That's exactly what I was just going to say to you, Daph, because we were talking about Palawa King and um, him being by feral Frankie. This is another fella uh, by feral, and it just shows how well he is going on the track. And I know feral was a big part of the Sky Racing family during his career, courtesy of Dave Stanley. So it's 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 really nice that we can still be carrying on that theme and that tradition and cheering on these ferals all these years later. And that won't stop, Cat. You know, in this day and age, it's it's completely different than what it was, say, 20 or 30 years ago where a stud dog had a career at stud and then they either passed away or, or you know, they were well past their use-by date. But with, um, with AI, et cetera, in this day and age, sires can live on for decades, really, and there's no reason at all why Feral Frankie won't. And, of course, Zipping Remus, uh, we've spoken about it at length during uh, during this review of, of 2023. But, again, that Helen and John Finn combination were to the fore there with Zipping Remus. Absolutely. And Zipping Remus, unfortunately, hasn't been seen on the track since September, but that all changed on the weekend back out at Wentworth Park. So, hopefully, he's back on the track for the long run and we're in for a big 2024 with him. Uh, we're going to take another short break here on Sky Sports Radio and we'll be back soon with our top three moments of 2023. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Sky Sports Radio here on Going Greyhounds. It's a best of edition as we count down our top 10 moments of 2023 in the world of greyhound racing. And coming in at number three is the great She's a Pearl Daft. She's retired now, but let's listen to her winning the Group 1 Pause of Thunder back in January. And they're racing now. 
She was away brilliantly from the outside. She's a pearl going with her reflections to the first corner. Gatlin across third. Up to fourth now is Amron Boy. They're followed by Embrace Wider. Next Coco model French Martini and zipping Maserati. She's a pearl went bang off the back straight. Opened up by five on Gatlin. They're followed by reflections. Amron Boy and Embrace around the turn. It's She's a pearl clear by three. Gatlin tries hard, but the Queen is back on top of the Greyhound Racing World. She's a Pearls beat Gatlin by two. Third reflections, fourth Amron boy from Embrace. Nearly 12 months ago to the day, Daff, she's a Pearl winning the Group 1 Pause of Thunder at Wentworth Park, and she's she's been retired for a little while now, but what an almighty animal she was for the Lords. She was, Kat. Uh, you know, a lot of us were along for the ride for so long with her. She uh, she raced at the top level, but... Brilliant early pace, uh, you know, the feature wins that she had. And that pause of thunder, you're right, it seems like so long ago. Well, it is. It's nearly 12 months now. But uh, she ran 29.50 that night. Some of the beaten division, Gatlin, who was flying at the time, uh, Amron Boy, French Martini, uh, Zipping Maserati was flying at the time as well. But all of the races she contested, uh, bar a couple, were won with her brilliant early pace. She was a terrific chaser and one of the best we've ever seen. $1.7 million in prize money, 39 wins and 13 placings from 64 starts. And I know that there was a lot of conjecture when she came back from that seasonal spell after winning her first million-dollar chase in Easter Egg that um, she wasn't going as good as she was. But she proved time and time again that she may not have been in that absolute zone that she was back then, but she was more than capable of mixing it at the top level. That's exactly right. It's pretty easy to criticise dogs when they're a length or two below their best, but you know, you, you've got to put it aside when you're talking about champions, and that's what she was, She's a Pearl. A length or two slower than She's a Pearl's best was still good enough to beat practically every other greyhound in the country. And she'll go down in the annals looking forward to uh, seeing what she does in the breeding barn. You'd think if they can, uh, any of her pups can inherit just a little bit of her, her pace and, and times that she could run, we're going to have some potential stars down through the years to come as well. Absolutely, and she has, in fact, already uh, become a mum. She had a, a litter mm. by Fernando Bale, so uh, I don't think there's too many dogs going around or too many babies going around at the moment, Daff, that would have better pedigrees. I was going to say, you'd think they'd be able to run. Yeah, but as we know, it's, uh, there's no guarantees in, in breeding and racing, but, yeah, looking forward to seeing them hitting the track in the next couple of years. But um, aside from the pause of thunder um, with her, Daff, she really was just so consistent and I suppose that early speed, but she showed on a couple occasions as well that she could come from behind. And um, if we backtrack to before that, the golden Easter egg, she never led that race. She had to, had to come from, I think third or fourth and scooted through along the first turn. Um, she was just an absolutely tenacious chaser as well. The other thing with this dog cat, and, and we saw it of recent times with where wow, she's fast in Victoria. Uh, you can't underestimate what they did for the industry. Uh, everybody knew um, both of those greyhounds, She's a Pearl and Wow, She's Fast Judy there. Well, I suppose the name, but secondly, their dominance uh, of the sprints at, at that particular point in time. But you know, we, we got a year and a half's worth out of, um, out of She's a Pearl and what a year and a half it was. 
Absolutely. And we're getting to the pointy end of things now. Number two on our list is Simply Limelight winning the golden Easter egg. Racing. And she left well, baby, JC. She'll go through and she'll lead to the first corner from Belmont Bullet and wider elite Alex. Getting up on the inside, Custard Manelli and Simply Limelight's threaded through. Up to fourth now is Reflections. They're followed by El Yer and Richard Honor down the back. And it's baby, JC, three quarters on Simply Limelight, who's charging up on the inside. And Simply Limelight's dashed to the lead now from baby. JC, they're followed by Custard Manelli, but it's simply limelight clear. This is what dreams are made of. Simply limelight won the Easter egg and beat Baby JC. Third Custard Manelli, fourth reflections. They're that was simply Elmer limelight winning the 2023 20, Group One Golden Easter egg. And Daff, another one that we were saying earlier. It's just great to see these battlers win. Uh, on the biggest stage, and no doubt for Peter Rogers, who's done oh so much for the greyhound industry, and and his partner Patricia Breen, um, that would have had to have been the the top moment in their career in greyhound racing to see their boy simply limelight or Benny, as he was known uh, at home or is known at home, winning the Group One Golden Easter Egg. You're right about that, Cat. Uh, you know, a, a smallish kennel um, with a dog that certainly didn't get the accolades that I think he deserved. He, he, gee, was a good dog at Wentworth Park, and we've had a few of those down through the years, but most of his wins uh, were when he came came from back in the field. That night he ran 29.48, uh, which was pretty good considering where he came from in the run. Um, we'll get to the beaten division a little bit later. One of the, Baby JC was in that field. There was a lot of pace in that field, and one, one of the, the lowlights of the year for me was when Simply Limelight had that fall at Wentworth Park a little bit later after the Golden Easter Egg. And you know, we, we all thought that perhaps that might be the end of it. It looked like he, he picked up an horrific injury. Lo and behold, six weeks later, he was back and doing what he did uh, beforehand. He just loved that track. And hopefully you know, he's, been, uh, he's able to put his mark on, on uh, a, a stud future going, going forward because... Well, he could run, as we know, but secondly, terrific chaser. Absolutely, he was. He had 55 starts when he ended up retiring for 20 wins, 12 seconds and 9 thirds. Tick under $490,000 in prize money. The incredible thing about him is he only really raced on three tracks, Wentworth Park, Gosford and Albion Park. And when we say Mm. he raced on three tracks, he probably had half a dozen starts at Gosford and Albion Park combined. The rest of his career starts were at Wentworth Park. And as you said, Daph, that we... There's just some certain dogs that just become synonymous with a venue. And uh, Wentworth Park, the dogs I think of racing at Wentworth Park would probably be Stately Bird, Did I Entertain, and Bessie Boo. Um, and then in, uh, yeah. in, in later years, um, it's just been the, the type of dogs that you just know every week when you turn on the TV, turn on Sky Channel on a Saturday night, they're going to be going around. I'm glad he got that feature win, and there's none bigger than the Golden Easter Egg. Uh, that he won back in April um, because, as I said, he thoroughly deserved it. Terrific chaser who always gave his best and and predominantly came from back in the field. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, on a personal note, it was an amazing night to be at Wentworth Park, the Golden Easter Egg, of course. my. I know what you're going to say here. I was going to bring this up. One of the highlights of the year for me, and, and there's been a lot, and I love watching after each race uh, when there's a shock win or somebody who doesn't really um, love the limelight or in the limelight with, you know, big kennels or whatever. And you, and they put the camera on them and you think, wow, what a moment. And and we saw one of those that night when your greyhound, Belmont Bullet, uh, won, uh, won his way through to the Golden Easter Egg final. And, you know, we discussed it at length after that. But that was one of the highlights of the year for me as well. 
Yeah, well, I think it was definitely clearly Daft the highlight for me personally of uh, 2023 on the Greyhound tracks. Um, that semi-final win, obviously, it was a shock. We only put the dogs in the series as a, as a filler, really. Um, we were aiming for, I think it was the Ultrasense, the fifth grade series on uh, Easter Egg Night. And to make the Group 1 Golden Easter Egg final, just a total pinch me moment. And um, I think no matter what big race, hopefully I, I can win a Group 1 as an owner or trainer in the years to come. But I don't think no matter what race... I yeah, remember win. the first one. Yeah, I think I don't think I'll ever beat that night, and it wasn't even the final. But gee, I tell you, it felt like we'd won it. Yeah, that was great footage. It really was. Well, that was simply limelight. He was our number two moment of 2023, and as we arrive at number one, it will be no surprise. It is the million dollar chase won by the Queenslander. Jay is Jay. Racing now. Postman Pat only out reasonably. Away fast. Cumbria Kid down on the inside will lead to the first turn from Postman Pat who pushed through. Jay is Jay railed up behind them. They're followed to fourth. Battle Una. One hot band at the outside. Next Tinker Norm has ability. Yachi Bale last. Down the back. Jay is Jay getting up on the inside of Cumbria Kid and the Queenslanders hit the lead. They're followed. Postman Pat. One hot bandit and Battle Una around the turn. JSJ drew two links in front. Cumbria Kids coming back. JSJ just in front. JSJ for Queensland has won the million dollar chase and beaten Cumbria Kid Postman Pat. One hot bandit, no luck at all. That was JSJ, the Queenslander, taking out the 2023 million dollar chase final at Wentworth Park back in October. Daffin must have been very patriotic for you watching that one. It was. Uh, love the dog. Um, he, 29.35, he's the record holder at Albion Park. And oddly enough, when he when he broke that record, it was the record held by his sire, Seneca, who, who's been a terrific addition to the stud ranks over the past two or three years. No Mick Samet pretty well. Uh, had a little bit to do with Selena and Mick after the win uh, in the million-dollar chase. But terrific greyhound people. Um, no... You go a long way to find anyone who says uh, a bad word about any of the Zamets. Wonderful family, good dog trainers. Don't have an overly big kennel cat. I think they've got 10 racing greyhounds at the moment. The other thing, too, with this dog, he, he had to do it the hard way. Like They took him to Grafton thinking uh, that he would qualify for sure and certainly and get, get a run in the semis. He had the red box at Grafton. Well, that night he wouldn't have beaten me the way he went. And they arrived home and thought, oh, well, we'll, we'll go back to, to Wentworth Park and we'll take the hard path home. And obviously won uh, both his races to get him through to the final there. Check box, good draw, uh, and he just peaked on the right night. Million dollars uh, coming to Queensland for JSJ. It's a wonderful story. And just the story surrounding the dog as well, obviously. Um, the mother of JSJ was trained by Selena's late father just before he passed. And when he passed, they transferred the dog over to Mick and Selena and... Um, when it came time to breed with her, um, the only reason they bred with her um, was because Selena wanted fawn puppies. She didn't like black dogs, so yeah. she wanted a litter of fawn puppies. They'd actually been the caretaker trainer of Seneki uh, while he was up in right. Queensland for his campaign. And Seneki and Kealoa, when they were kenneled together, Selena said they were absolutely smitten and they thought, well... Seneki's fawn, she's fawn, we're going to get a litter of pretty puppies here. So that's the only reason they went with it. I don't think they look too much into the breeding side of things. So that's the reason why they, they went to Seneki. And what a litter it's been. The, the whole litter's been city class, essentially, I think, other than one or two. And um, what a ride as well for not only Mick and Selena, but also Selena's mother, Lillian Jones, to um, have a dog um, with such a close connection to their late husband and father and uh, not only the fact that he was the mother was 
trained by um, her father, but the fact that he's named after in honor of him, J is J mm. is, is Selena's father's initials. So uh, it's very heartwarming from all aspects. I think the other thing too with this cat is that they obviously won the million dollar chase, but um, it just goes to prove that you don't have to be a local to win. Uh, they had to take the hard path home, as I said, and again, not a, not an overly big kennel. Like uh, they've got only got the ten racing greyhounds at the moment, and some of those, you know, they're, they're grade five dogs. So those type of races now, they're within the reach of everybody. Everybody, if you've got the time and effort, and I suppose you've got to get the greyhound as well. But you know, that's what dreams are made of. Absolutely it is, and hopefully it's a big carnival coming up for uh, JSJ, I was about to say Seneki. Hopefully it's a big carnival coming up for JSJ as we're just a couple of weeks away now from the Gold Bullion final at Albion Park, and he'll be going around in the Golden Ticket Series uh, in just a a few days' time at Albion Park as well, you would have thought, Daff, and um, he's going to be powerful up there at Albion Park during the carnival. Yeah, he will be. Uh, you know, that's that's their rep. Um, obviously, we'll have Bear as, uh, Bear's Bullet in there. Uh, and they've got Icy Eyes, uh, Mick and Selena, and, of course, Val, Val Policella for Tony Zammett as well. So all of those Zammett greyhounds, they'll be heading around in that uh, in that carnival in Brisbane in a few days' time. But uh, JSJ, definitely the draw card after winning that million-dollar chase. That was it. That is our top 10 moments of 2023 in the world of greyhound racing and Daff. Uh, just to recap, what a year it was and uh, hopefully a massive year in 2024. Well, hopefully we're back this time next year talking about uh, how good it is in 2024. Kat, I think I think we're going to see some of those winners that we've just spoken about uh, when we're wrapping up next season because uh, age is on their side, but you know there's always youngsters coming through. So looking forward to the next 12 months, that's for sure. Thank you for joining us on this special edition of Going Greyhounds. Hope you're backing plenty of winners.